0: welcome back to thinking about it i'm bob mcgregor and i'm stan fowler and uh, we've just invited you to think with us about a very important subject which we started last time and we're going to continue right now and that is the responsibility of the home as the epicenter of discipleship and spiritual
1: formation what does that mean well that's that's a big topic um, and a part of it involves parents nurturing their children in in, in knowing the Lord and under, in understanding the lord's wisdom and in understanding what it means to uh, to live as god's people made in his image in this world. I think a lot of parents think that the Christian
0: home is value added will add value to what the church is doing but
1: it's the church's job. Yeah, the church and the school. And, and I mean, that, that's a major um, concern, I think, for, for people generally right now. Here we are in the lockdown, and the schools are not open. And in Ontario, they're not going to be open until the fall in some form. And so a lot of families are are now caught up in doing some education at home, parents trying to help their kids think about a whole lot of things that they may have just handed off to, to someone else but, but maybe it, it's provided a fruitful time for, for us in the church to stop and ask given that our kids need to be educated in a lot of ways what, what's, what's the really right and fruitful way what's the best way to do that and In the past, we've tended to assume, well, Monday to Friday, morning and afternoon, they're handed off to the public school and everything's okay. But a lot of Christians right now recognize that that just can't work now the way it once did. It's Are you talking about because of the secularization of the schools or the shutdown of the schools? No, I'm talking about the secularization of the schools. So as, as, as we think about what's going to happen going forward, we really ought to ask, is just uh, sending my kids back to the public school the right thing for me to do, to really enable them to grow in, in knowing all the things they need to know about God's world, Mm-hmm. Um, in order to, to live as disciples of Jesus. Okay, Stan, I think world. a lot of
0: parents are, okay, they're dealing with this. Okay, the kids are home. They don't want them to lose their years, so they're scrambling. Okay, we'll, we'll teach our kids. And so they hold their breath, and they're doing their best, but they're, they say, this is not normal. I shouldn't be in this position. I can hardly wait till the old paradigm kicks in, and uh, I can simply add value, but someone else will teach my kids. I think what parents are finding right now, reluctantly, they're f- discovering that, hey, I, this can work in home. And we're talking history, math, all kinds of disciplines. And so I think parents, Christian parents need to ask themselves, if I can teach my kid the three R's in my home for whatever. And I, I don't know how it works, but I know parents who cooperate with the, with the school system are doing it effectively effectively if they can do that much why can't parents think how much more can the home be used to teach my child spiritual matters which are far more
1: important right i there's no, there's no question about that and as you as you said christian parents too easily say hey we pay a pastor, and we even pay multiple pastors in our church. And, and so we, we hand off the kids to someone else. But I, I think back to a text um, in the Old Testament, like Deuteronomy 6, when, I mean, before the people of Israel go into the land and Moses is instructing them, uh, he makes it clear to the parents perhaps father with a special focus, but when you read the Proverbs, for example, mm-hmm. it's not just pay attention to the words of your father, but pay attention to the wisdom of your mother right. as well. So it's about parents. And and the point there is is about speaking of the Lord in the coming and the going of life. When you get up, when you lie down, when you're, when you're moving around, when you're sitting still. It's, it's part of the, the very fabric of life that you, you talk about the Lord, you talk about his, his Torah, his law, his instruction, and, and, and you, you, it's your task to, to nurture your children in the ways of the Lord, uh, to, uh, to remind them about the mighty deeds of God in rescuing Israel, so for us, as New Covenant believers, it's about reminding our kids about the mighty work of God in Christ, what the gospel is all about. and okay, Can that be done uh, informally?
0: Like if, if a family says, okay, we'll talk about Jesus when it, when it comes up, we'll, we'll have uh, plaques on our wall, and we'll just kind of just be a Christian home. Is, is that what, and we don't need to have any formal training in the home.
1: Well, it's probably naive to think that that informal uh, chatter all day long is going to be adequate in itself without, without some focused time. So, so traditionally, Christian families have been uh, exhorted to, to create some opportunity, some way in which they as the family can read scripture together, can talk about what it means, and how they're going to work that out as God's people. Um, Time to pray together. And, I mean, I know from experience, finding the way to do it when the kids are young is a major challenge. No question about that. But But as parents have found in COVID, it can be done. It can be done, and... And there's, uh, I mean, there's no one template that works for every family or works for the same family over all the years. I mean, the the way you deal with your preschoolers when you're talking about these things is not the same way you deal with your 16 or Mm 17-year-old when talking about those things. And so, I mean, we talked in our last podcast about vocational ministry staff pivoting in the way their ministry happens parents are always pivoting as their kids are growing up and it's not easy to create the time and the structures to do it but but the fact is we're failing in our responsibility if if we don't find a way to do it
0: and it's it's been pretty easy to do that because we have had great programs for the kids but let's face it we all know that against the, um, how many hours do kids spend in the public system? It's quite a lot. And then you got one hour formal education, if that, in, in Sunday school, which, by the way, Sunday school was never meant to be um, the Christian education of believing children. It, originally, Robert Rake started it 220 years ago or something, uh, to evangelize lost kids in the streets. We're getting no education at all. It was an outreach, yes. It was an outreach, and uh, even the bus ministry, I think, claimed uh, Robert Rakes as their originer. So um, we can't look at the Sunday school to be
1: the primary source of teaching our children, and I think
0: that's happened.
1: Oh, it has. There's no question about it. We, we've easily fallen into the trap of handing over the responsibility to someone outside the family. Um, and, and it becomes more difficult, no doubt, as, as we're into, um, mom and dad both working outside the home. Life, life is very busy. Um, okay, now a hard question for
0: you, Stan. Oh, okay. Uh, and I got into trouble over this years ago and I haven't asked it since, but I got nothing to lose, right? <laughs> um, should parents who have double income and, in, Again, I, I almost want to change my mind about asking this question. But is it, is it a needless guilt trip, to say to parents, can you do without? Does do you, do you need two incomes? Can can mom stay home and and maybe organize the home so it's a place of peace? It's well cared for. It's well organized. Uh, regular eating times and some, maybe some more attention given to the nurture of the children.
1: Is that, am I going to get away with that? You may or may not. I, I think it's a fair question to ask for sure. I mean, we, I, my wife and I have certainly, I think, recognized over the years. There, I mean, there, there is a value in having someone who can give special attention to the needs of the family, the home life, et cetera. There, there is something to be said for that. Now, at, at the same time, you know, there, there are broader issues uh, in which we, we might work on in terms of um, looking for employment that, that may not be full-time. It may be part-time. Yeah. It may enable a greater focus on the home. Mm-hmm. And 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 some of that may may involve pressing employers to think about family friendly approaches. Now, with with all that's happening right now, with a lot of people working from home, it's going to be interesting to see if if many families may be moving in our high tech world back toward the kind of the family farm era, when work and home are not physically separated. Mm-hmm. In, in, in the way that it came to be with the industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. So, but it, but it is amazing, you know, how we can, we can get by with less than we think we need. Sometimes I still remember um, nineteen eighty five. I left my pastoral ministry to go back to school full time as a PhD student, and uh, my wife. My wife had just at about that time she moved up from part-time to full-time work as a nurse and but I mean we had a reduced income. Our four kids were in a Christian school Wow, and we wondered how that would work but we actually kept them there. Now the Lord provided in a variety of ways. He provided an interim teaching pastor role for me for a good bit of, of those coursework years before I was able to go back to something like an a decent income, but we did get by. Um, So there's a lot of teaching that we can do, I think, about issues of materialism Mm -hmm. and whether we really need Mm -hmm. as much as we think we need. But um, as you've indicated in even tentatively raising the question, that's a... um, that's a sensitive one. Mm-hmm. And I would, n- I would never want to retreat into a legalism that says, we got it all figured out for you, and mm-hmm. every family structure has to be the same. And not everyone's capable mm-hmm. of, of uh,
0: juggling all those things. Which the is why time. the church needs to resource families, come alongside yes. and give help, and maybe even time to... We, we bring people in to teach piano. Well, maybe you bring someone from the church, just do a little bit of catechism in your home, show you how it's done.
1: Right. They're, they're, we need to think creatively about all kinds of ways to enable the family to be, to be the epicenter of discipling, as you talk about. But even the Christian school, you mentioned you had your kids in the Christian school,
0: that does not absolve you from the responsibility of nurturing your own children, right?
1: No. In fact, uh, our kids were, were in Timothy Christian School in Toronto. It's a school in the Reformed tradition. And and a part of the philosophy of that school was, this is a ministry to the family. Right. The family is what it's about. But the church is a family, an extended family, a family of families. Mm-hmm. and And so... But in, in, that, in the Reformed tradition, the schools are not parochial. They are not owned by the church. Mm-hmm. They are owned by parental association. Because in, in, and in fact, part of that philosophy about this is a ministry to your family is that the, the tuition in the school was per family, not per student. Right. So that was wonderful when we had four kids in it. Now, you know, when we <laughs> only had a couple... But we still recognize It's an incentive to have more children. We're we're contributing. Yeah. We're contributing. And and so it is about the family, but the family needs resources, the family needs support, and we need to remember that the church is an extended family. So I'm very much a grandfather now, but that means I can be a kind of quasi-grandfather to children in other church families. Amen. And I,
0: I just think that the COVID has kind of shaken the paradigms and we're, we're thinking very clearly about things that we should have thought about before. And I'm excited about um, the way forward now because most parents are, are realizing this. They have anyway because the secular system is no friend to grace and we all right. know that. And so we're wondering, what do I do? How can I better do my job? Is there, is, is there a Christian school for me? What can the home do better? How can the church resource me? And we have answers for those questions. So I'm very optimistic that whatever Satan means for ruin in all of this, uh, there is a a silver lining for the church to be the church. Well, Stan, we're out of time again. Yet again. So we're going to have to say goodbye. Thanks for uh, tuning in to Thinking Through These Things with us. I'm Bob McGregor. I'm Stan Fowler. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Farewell. (laughs) Farewell.